we have seen a lot of moves mm-hmm. in free agency this offseason. And inevitably, there will be risers and fallers as far as fantasy values. Right. So we're going to tell you the players that have risen in value because of free agency and the players who have fallen in value due to these free agency moves. It's going to be a fun one. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay, welcome into the show. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's a great day to be talking free agency, to be talking fantasy football. Every day is a good day. Mm -hmm. It's Thursday, the 25th of March, and I'm here with Daniel Badaki. Badaki, tell people about Discord. Discord is starting to pop off. How can people be a part of our community there on Discord? Yeah, look, it's just another way for you to join and be part of the Fantasyland community uh we did a mock draft i don't know if you guys saw that and our last podcast is up on youtube you can go check that out all those people that were there or are in our discord channel so come in on discord mm-hmm. we have a lot of exclusive things that we're going to be unlocking and adding to our discord as well so that's an- another thing that you guys should be looking out for which is patreon which we'll definitely tell you about a little bit um later on in the show but yeah discord is just a great yeah. way to get connected with us and also the Fantasyland community. So come through, check it out. The link is in our bio. Yeah, come through. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you love fantasy football? Do you love talking about it with other people? Then Discord is the right place for you. We yeah. got a lot of people in there who love to have conversations about the latest news and fantasy and the draft. And that is also where we release our live mock draft links That's right. in our Discord server. So you can join them and be a part of them. We do that on Facebook as well, but we found that a lot of people enjoy Discord. So we're going to start focusing on that a little bit more. You can find our Discord server with our solo link, and that is solo.to slash fantasylandfootball. If you put that in any browser, you will find our Discord server. But as we said before, we've got 2021 free agency risers and fallers on the show today. So let's get straight into that. Kind of a dramatic entrance there, Badaki. It's yeah, uh, a little bit what of what Transformers a, movie is that from? A little bit of Optimus Prime. Uh, Transformers. Yeah. I think it's Revenge, Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge of the Sith. We're getting into Star Wars now. <laughs> uh, nah, I love Star Wars. I love Optimus Prime's Autobots roll out. Yeah, Autobots <laughs> roll out. I like to say that every time we're playing Call of Duty and there's more than one vehicle. It just seems like a go-to. Yeah. Okay. What we're going to do on the show today... We're going to start with risers, okay? So NFL free agent moves that have created fantasy stocks to rise. That was a terrible way to say it. But essentially, (laughs) players who are on the rise in value for fantasy because of moves, I'm going to give you three risers. Badaki's going to give you three risers. And then we will go to the fallers, people that you should potentially start to avoid. And these are conversations you need to know about, people you need to know about as we're going to start valuing people with mock drafts going into the offseason, right? This is is important stuff. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely important. It's good to know this now. And to understand, you know, who, what teams and, and what players we believe are going to be keep going and, and rising and falling just so you can be prepared for, for the season to come up. 
Agreed. Okay, the first riser on the show today, Mike Davis, his fantasy value has risen. Mm-hmm. Okay, he signed a two-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons, and this is a really nice low-key move, in my opinion, Badaki. I'm actually, <laughs> I might applaud Can the applaud. Atlanta Falcons. Applaud. You know, it feels, it feels like a really great move from them. I feel like this is a massive upgrade from Todd Gurley. Is that crazy to say? No, I, I, absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely an upgrade from Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley has another year on his contract. Am I right about that? No, no, he's not. He, no? He's a he's a free agent. He's a no free one agent? signed no him. One he signed only him. signed okay. a one say year no deal. More. Say less. That that that's amazing. Yeah. That means there's no one else. Bri- and Brian Hill. That's a great segue as to why he's a riser for me, <laughs> right? Because there's no one in this backfield right now that could take touches away from him. Right now, is there a possibility that the Atlanta Falcons draft a running back? Absolutely. In the second or third round of this year's draft, I do feel like there's a very strong possibility that they do draft a running back. However, Mike Davis showed us last year that he can handle a full workload and still be a productive running back. Mm -hmm. So if the Falcons decide, hey, let's draft other positions this year and maybe look at a running back next year, that could be a real possibility as well. Both scenarios make sense to me. In this scenario, though, if they do not draft a running back, Mike Davis is automatically, in my opinion, a top 20 running back going into 2021. Top 20? In all formats. Top 20. Okay. Yes. Say less. Uh, Because I believe that there's opportunity. I mean, do we think that he's better than Todd Gurley? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? And Todd Gurley, while he was playing before he was – his playtime decreased halfway through the year. He was a top 15 running back in the league. Yeah. And that's just because he had to fall into the end zone. Imagine getting a guy like Mike Davis in there who still got some some years left yeah. on his game. Absolutely. And, you know, I think anything could happen. I really, really like this pick. He's one of my favorite risers. It's one of my favorite free agency moves as well. Um, do you feel like top 20 is too high? It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I think uh, there's a lot of different opportunities for Mike Davis. Uh, Top 20, finishing at a top 20. I think there's opportunity there. Don't get me wrong. I think there is definitely a possibility. I would have to look at the rankings to see who who I have finishing, you know, in the top 20 to see who I can move down or where he can fit in between. Here's what I'll say. You know, Top 20 might be his ceiling, probably not his floor. I think his floor is a top 30 if he is the starter. Yeah, and I think for that's still offense. good. I think that's still really good yeah. for him. You know, like, it, we're not expecting him, I'm not expecting him to do anything spectacular. I'm yeah. not expecting him to do something that's going to wow me, but I do believe this could be a good flex option. You know, a good low end wide uh, running back two coming into next year. If if the Falcons don't get another running back in the draft, which we all I think we both believe they are going to, whether that's Travis Etienne. Yeah. But but as of right now, it's it's a it's a rising move mm-hmm. for Mike Davis, and sleeper status has been activated officially for Mike Davis. Right, <laughs> you can get this guy late in drafts, and it's a great value pick. Yeah, and I feel like it will still be that way. When we're drafting in August and September. Yeah, absolutely. 
My first riser, the New England Patriots. Oh, okay. okay. And this is this is the Patriots as a whole, as a team, as both offense and defense. Okay. Bill Belichick is doing Bill Belichick things right now. We can mm-hmm. both say that. He he's stirring something up. The pot is being <laughs> is it is getting hot. All right, out there. It's in getting New hot. <laughs> I'm coming in hot. That's what we need. That's what we need. Revenge tour. Yeah. Revenge tour twenty twenty one. Honestly, look, they signed twenty one players in the free agency, which is absolutely ridiculous. The most I think free agency, if I, if you can confirm that, I'm pretty sure with confidence, I, I would yeah, say I that they signed the, the most signings. players in a free agency, which is ridiculous, both on offense and on defense. And like I said, they're cooking something up, and I love it. Okay? Mm-hmm. And look, the the best way I can kind of preference this is that Cam Newton is coming back for a second year with Bill Belichick. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which is great. They added two amazing tight ends. Hunter Henry and John Luke Smith, who are going to do something special. We all know what Bill Belichick did with two good tight ends, amazing tight ends, and, and Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Okay. And then they Yikes. bring in two decent wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, to help. I mean, look, they're not hype, they're not exciting. Yeah. But they will have some sort of fantasy impact. I think Nelson it's better Ag- than what they had last year. Exactly. Better than what they have had last year. It's also going to help Julian Edelman because he's still there. And the only thing, and like the other thing they have is the draft. Yeah, Th- there's talks about them getting a, a a quarterback. I like Mac Jones going there for the future. So this is this is a riser in 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 the future as now and for future, in my opinion. Yeah, obviously no one will ever yeah. be like Tom Brady the goat, but I think they're stirring up something. Bill Belichick is stirring up something. They got you know all these good pieces on defense and. Let me ask you: Are you on the Are you on the side just with with Cam Newton? Are you on the side where you believe that the COVID offseason and him contracting COVID played a pretty big part in his decline in the second half of the year? Absolutely. Are you on that fence? Absolutely. You, you, okay. We have to look at if if you don't know, look at Cam Newton's stats. Okay, and before he got COVID, I think I think he was what? When did he get COVID? I think week five, week six. I could be wrong. But mm-hmm. I think his streak before he had COVID, it was, I think, you know, he was above 500. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay. After yeah. he got COVID, he just declined. Both his body, his mental, yeah. everything declined. And remember, we, I mean, it, it, it feels like it, but half of the Patriots defense opted out. And off, offensive yeah, line opted true. out. So he's getting all these pieces back with the addition to all these guys. I think it's something you're honestly making you're making me think about Damian Harris in a different light as well. Yeah. Right. If the defense is better and it is better, they signed a lot of great players Mm -hmm. and a lot of people who opted out are coming back. Mm -hmm. But if they don't draft the running back, I think Damian Harris is a guy there and that could present great sleeper status value as well in a redraft league. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think so. I think they still looking. You have to look at the even the young wide receivers that were there as well. Jacoby Myers. Nikhil Harry? Yeah, Nikhil Harry. It's nothing special. But we saw glimpses of Jacoby Myers going off. Nikhil Harry still in question. But Nelson... There's actually a rumor out there that uh, Washington is looking to trade for Nikhil Harry, which is so left field. Mm. But maybe there's a plan. I don't know. But I agree. I mean, so last question and we'll move on. Who's the tight end to own this year? 
If the season Hunter Henry or John U. Smith. If the season started right now, I would have to say John U. Smith. Okay. That's that's all I have to say. I think I need to see a little bit more going into as we get closer to the season. I believe yeah. that you know it, it could be going back and forth, but right now John Lou Smith looks like the the more promising tight end. He he's healthier, he's younger. We also have to see where ADP is, mm. right? If ADP on Johnu is super high, or or Henry, whichever way, you might want to look for the guy who's not as high in ADP and see if you can get a steal in the draft. Yeah. You know, I agree. A later round pick, I like it. All right, Patriots. Hopefully. Their stock is rising, trending upwards. Mm. My second stock riser, I believe free agency has helped Jalen Rager's value in fantasy for 2021 and beyond. This is a classic less is more situation, Mm. right? Let's not forget Jalen Rager was a first round pick for the Eagles last year in 2020. And there was a bunch of wide receivers that they didn't draft instead of him that people might be looking at now. Brandon Ayuk was one of those. But regardless, I still think there's a lot of talent and untapped potential with Jalen Rager. Now, when I say less is more, there's just not many options anymore in this receiving court, (laughs) right? right? Alshon Jeffrey is gone. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Jackson is gone. And they're looking to either trade or cut Zach Ertz. They could absolutely bring in another receiving option with their first round pick or second or third round picks. However, if they don't draft someone in the first round, I believe Jalen Rager will be the wide receiver one on this team, which presents opportunity. Now, we believe Rager is talented. We both do. We talked about this last year. Mm Mm-hmm. If opportunity comes, hopefully, opportunity will turn into production. So I'm really excited that the Eagles didn't do anything if I'm Jalen Rager. If I'm Jalen Rager, I'm thinking, hell yeah, it's my year. Let's go. I'm going to show everyone that they didn't make a mistake with my pick. Right. Guarantee he has a chip on his shoulder, and he's hopefully ready to ball out in 2021. I'm seeing big potential as a sleeper for Jalen Rager going forward. I would love him as a wide receiver three in a draft. Yeah. Um, Because I think it allows you to draft other positional needs before him. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this pick, personally. And I agree with you. And if you look at our mock drafts, I think we posted on Instagram as well. I I took Jalen Rager, I think, in the 11th round or 10th round um, in a startup dynasty. I I see a bright future for Jalen Rager. I believe he will be fantasy relevant even if it's not as much as we thought this year, he his stock will com- continue to rise in the coming years. And I think we all expect either Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith to come in and help this team. Who knows? Who knows what? Yeah, the- I just I got the numbers on that. You you took him at the end of the eighth round, which is pretty good value, and that's in dynasty. I think he's yeah. going. He should go higher in dynasty than redraft. Yes, that's I- that's how I see it. Young guy. So I think I it's it. a pretty good value pick there for you. Sorry, go ahead. I have a question for you. So if a um, a Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or Waddle go to the Eagles, how are you feeling about Jalen Rega after that pick? It will definitely change how high I value him going into drafts this year, right? 
Right. Um, that's inevitably going to happen. I think there's still value, but at that point, if there's another receiver that comes in through the first round two years in a row, I need to start looking at where is the ADP versus value? Am I going to be able to draft him late enough that it is a value pick? Or is it just too high that I don't know that for sure if I can retain value on that pick? So that's kind of how you always have to look at sleepers. But if they don't bring in a wide receiver, I'm pretty excited to see what will happen. Say no more. Say no more. Corey Lindsay is my second guy. My Big s- move. My second riser. And, and you're probably saying, well, this is not fantasy related. It is. Okay. It is. It is. This is PFF highest rated center. Okay. He is going to come in. He, he is going to make a change on this offensive line and on this offense, yeah. period. Okay. In a Chargers offensive line, I'm sorry to interrupt. That was one of the worst last year. Mm-hmm. Somehow Justin Herbert was still amazing. I love it. Sorry, go ahead. No, and, and you're right. And don't get and you're probably saying, well, Corey Lindsay is not is not just the answer. You're right. He's not it's not just Corey Lindsay. I think they're gonna yeah. get people in the draft, some young fresh legs in the draft. And I think I believe they're still gonna sign one or two more offensive linemen in, in the offseason in the upcoming weeks or in months. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Right? I'm excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> but just like Zach said, worst um offensive line in the NFL. And this is gonna help Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler stock tremendously. And we yeah. saw what Austin Eckler was doing. He was running into walls. Okay, when when he came back from from the season, we saw Kalen yeah. Balaj running into walls. We saw shout out to Joshua Kelly running into walls. You know, oh, like no. never <laughs> say his name again. But yeah, you know, look, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about this. <laughs> shout out to Joshua Kelly. If you don't know about Joshua Kelly, go back and listen. He's a sleeper. Yeah. It's probably not worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> not jokes. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I like the pick though. I like uh, this is a this is an underrated signing of the off season. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before. I'll say it one last time. The Green Bay Packers decided to sign Aaron Jones instead of Corey Lindsay. Really, that's the way the money kind of worked out. Lindsay Lee, by the way. I know we keep saying Lindsay. It's just so hard to say his name properly. But this is a big signing, and it's a big loss for the Packers. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how it affects both teams. But I love, love, love the impact for the Chargers here of Corey Lindsley. And if you give both your quarterback and running back in running game more time to de- develop on plays, who else is this going to help, right? Mm. It's going to help Keenan Allen, Jared Cook, who might, might be a nice sleeper. And then maybe they bring in someone through the draft as well. Maybe they bring another young receiver through the draft. Who are you seeing through the Who knows? draft? Maybe, that, maybe that's a preview th- uh, to our podcast next week. We're doing an NFL mock draft, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder who we, who who's going to go. Interesting. But yeah, Corey Lynn, Corey Lynn's Zay. How do we say it again? <laughs> Lynn's Lee. There's no Z, bro. Lynn you putting a Z? I want to say like You're taking Zay, away like... the L and putting a Z. Lindsay. 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 Look, he... He's an extraordinary leader. He's going to make a fantastic impact both, once again, for Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Yeah. Keep an eye out of these guys. Austin Eckler is going in the second round um, in Dynasty mock-ups. So I think he will go... He went in the, at the end of the third of our last... Of what we did just two days ago. Oh, really? That mock draft. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah look. It, can see where his value is, is going to, like I said, we believe is going to keep rising. I think he's going to come up. He's yeah. going to have a good year, a good bounce back year after that injury. It's going to be something special. 
over there. I agree. I like it. All right, my last riser in fantasy due to the free agency moves, and yes, you're going to laugh. Is it biased? Maybe, but I feel like there's a lot of merit here. It's the Washington offense. Mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick does so much for fantasy value. Right. Okay. It's not Alex Smith anymore. The guy who almost lost his leg, almost lost his life, where every time he snaps and gets the ball, you're worried that he might die. It's not Dwayne Haskins, the guy who actually cannot see any sort of defensive coverage. Mm -hmm. It's not Kyle Allen. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. For our team, for the Washington team, he will win and lose us games based off how he plays. However, for fantasy purposes, we are totally okay with that. We're totally okay with you taking some risks, pushing the ball down the field. That's actually the ideal quarterback for your fantasy options. Personally, I love this move as a Washington fan and for fantasy. You want someone who's not afraid to throw the ball downfield, maybe take a risk so you can make some plays. I love the signing of Curtis Samuel. I think he helps Terry McLaurin's game. He helps Logan Thomas's game and Antonio Gibson in the run game. When you add a weapon like Curtis Samuel, it opens up everyone else's game. The defense has one more weapon to worry about. Right. Uh, I think that this signing of Curtis Samuel and Ryan Fitzpatrick, it helps every single fantasy option in this offense with, without hurting their overall upside. I'm excited about it. Some people might say, well, the Samuel signing, doesn't that hurt Terry's upside? I don't think it does. I really don't. I think it helps everyone and it doesn't hurt their ceiling. Right. I think my only concern here in my perspective is that there's going to be inconsistencies for the wide receiver core in general. Okay. Okay. I think everyone is going to want Fitzpatrick to come in and be the starter because we know how he can make somebody fantasy relevant. But what if they pull the same thing? What if Ron Rivera does the same thing that they did in Miami with Tua and Fitz? Hypothetically. Okay. Fitz having a bad game. Yeah. Okay, Taylor Heineke, come in. Okay, well, Taylor Heineke ain't throwing know. to Terry. Taylor Heineke is only throwing to Curtis Samuel. And, yeah, you know, when, when Fitzpatrick is in, once again, this is all hypothetical. When Fitzpatrick is in, he's only yeah. throwing to Terry. You know, I feel like it's going to be, there's going to be weeks. I, I hope not. Right. But I'm just kind of, this is how I'm seeing it. I can kind of see it. It's a worry for you. Right. Yeah. And I can see Terry being this wide receiver one you know, one week and then Curtis Samuel being wide receiver one the other week. And it's just like, well, who do I really want over this team? And then it's going to come down. It's going to come down when we're drafting these guys off. Well, it's a bit inconsistent for the next year, if that's the case or like later Here's on. Here's my response. Year. Here's my response. It can't get any more inconsistent at quarterback than switching between Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. <laughs> right. So I, I don't think it can get any worse, but I see the point and it's a valid point. So, you know, anything could happen. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guaranteed starter all year unless we draft a rookie quarterback, right? I don't think Heineke, they will battle it out at camp, but I think regardless, Fitzpatrick will probably be the starter this year. He gives us the best chance to win that division. So, 
I could be wrong though. Yeah, That's yeah. just how I one, see it. One more, one more hypothetical. If they do draft the quarterback, is Ryan Fitzpatrick still on this team? Yeah. Oh yeah. They they guaranteed him money already, so no, he's not going to leave. He's going to stay for this entire year. Okay. And if we draft a rookie quarterback, I'm sure Fitzpatrick will probably still start, and that would be a scenario that could end up looking a lot like Miami in 2020. Say less. The Jacksonville Jaguars are my last pick here, my last risers. And I like to think think of them okay. as sleepers as a whole, okay? And this is all based on... That was my best sleeping sound, sorry. <laughs> this is all based on Trevor Lawrence, okay? Because I think we can... Okay. It's in black and white. Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? And I'm saying this... Thinking that Trevor's going to be there. And if he's not, then I still think they're risers. But anyways... T, he will be there. T-Law so is coming in. in, and he's going to make this Jacksonville Jaguars team fantasy relevant. Okay? Mm-hmm. And these these are the people. James Robinson, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones in addition, LaVisca Chanot, Carlos Hott, another addition, and then Philip Dorsett, both uh, another addition on the wide receiver team or room. So obviously Carlos is going to impact James a little bit, but he's still going to make – it's still it's not going to be as much as we all think. Okay? I, I don't think it's going to be yeah. massive. There will be some days right. that Carlos just take take away, but it doesn't matter because Trevor Lawrence is under center. Okay, he's mm-hmm. here. He he's gonna come in and he's going to change this offense. He's gonna change the dynamic of this team. And I think Zach has been saying all year about you know when he had to we had to take this stigma off of the the Jets and and mm-hmm. how they are bad. They're a bad football team, and I believe the same thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, yeah. they were a bad football team. And we were all excited when Jalen Ramsey came to the team and Allen Robinson went to to the Jags. And when all these pieces came and we was like, whoa, OK, well, the Jags could be something. They still didn't have a quarterback yeah. at the time. Blake Bortles wasn't the guy. And Gardner Mitchell wasn't the guy. T-Law is a generational talent, according to everyone. The best guy from from Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be something yeah. special in Jacksonville. I believe they're getting better on both sides of the ball. And I can kind of see them finishing at a 5-11, 5-10. It's not a massive improvement, but they're winning some right. games. better than winning one game, okay? so No, that's that's true. The, you know, there will be another number on one of those one of those sides, 17 games this year. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So 6-11 or 6... Uh, ah, that's so weird. 6-11 or... Six eleven. It won't be like oh, my, you need to my make God. it. Five twelve. Literally, 5-12. our whole life. At least, at least <laughs> Quick maths. for me, our whole life. So, you have to make it to the playoffs. The only yeah. seven and nine. You know. Or, yeah. Right. Like, wait, what is it going to be now? Nine and seven. Try, try and at least be in the wild card. <laughs> now it's it's interesting how that's that's going to change fantasy. It's also going to change obviously the NFL as a whole. But it's going to be interesting. I, I like the Jaguars. I do agree. We have to make sure that people know that this is still a sleeper status. Mm-hmm. For most of these options, yeah. right? All of this is James sleeper. Robinson is probably the only non-sleeper. You know about him. There's no more sleeper status. But for LaVisca Chenault specifically, those kind of guys, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I like I like the sleeper status there. And I think there could be moves that still come throughout the draft because they have two first-round picks. So who knows who they take with that second pick. Mm-hmm. All right, those are our free agency risers. The people whose stocks have risen due to free agency moves. 
We are now going to give you free agency fallers. These are the people who, due to the signings of their teams, fantasy value will be impacted in a negative way. Yeah. Who's the first guy for you or the first situation that is a negative falling impact for fantasy? Yeah, my first fallers for the 2021 NFL season and fantasy fantasy season is Kenny and Drake and Josh Jacobs. Okay, I think when we all, when we saw Kenny and Drake sign to the Raiders, we all said, "Oh no." And then we saw the yeah. drop. Oh no. <laughs> and then we saw the, oh, no. the the Josh and Drake memes. Okay? The, yeah. In that yeah. order. We said, "Oh no." And then the Josh and Drake memes came out. We we're like, "That's funny." <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Look, Go ahead. And I think when we think about it and when you really kind of break it down, Drake is the the new Devonta Booker, okay? Devonte Booker. Yeah. We know that Devonta Booker was coming in in every third possession. He wasn't mm-hmm. the agile small guy coming in. He was just another big body to come in and fill in. And I think they brought in Drake to be this pass catching back one and to be that third down guy just in case. And I'm not really sure how they're going to be utilizing Drake. All I know is they're going to use him. And that is going to affect yeah. Josh Jacobs. They said every third pos- every third possession uh, last year that was happening with Devonta Booker and Josh Jacobs was sitting down and everyone was getting pissed off. I think that's going to – it's going to be more. It's going to be every second, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, like, Drake is a better running back than Devontae Booker, so it's probably going to be even more of a split backfield, which is super frustrating. Mm-hmm. And – Man, the Raiders were absolute trash on defense last year. So what did they decide to do? Let's sign another running back. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? It's uh, it's frustrating, but I just I hope John Gruden can hear himself on this one. I I'm the whole fantasy community is upset by this. The whole fantasy community. Yeah. Is it a surprise to you that the Raiders made this dumb of a move, or is it just like? Well, it is what it is, right? Like, let's move on. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Where do you see Josh Jacobs going? You know, yeah. in, in, in redrafts? Drafts? Because spe- I guess specifically redrafts. Let's talk about redrafts. We've been talking about Dynasty a lot. Where where, where do you see him going yeah. in redrafts? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really good question. And I think we're not going to know the exact answer just yet. But this does drop his value significantly. I think now he's kind of he's kind of moved himself into that tier four type running back, maybe even tier five, along with guys like, let's say, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, Miles Gaskin, you know, around that sort of area. I think we're going to see him go in the fourth or fifth round now. And if it keeps dropping, there could be value, but it's going to be really difficult to figure out exactly how this backfield is going to pan out. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to say <laughs> where everything is gonna, where everything's gonna yeah. fall in place. I do agree with you. T like a tier four running back. There's so many people ahead of him that we know is gonna be guaranteed, which is so sad. It is. Which is so sad he's, that he's tier four. He's so young. Because just just let him, like let him. This is what we do. Like you're not even gonna give him the chance. To be the workhorse guy and get a contract. That's what the Raiders are doing right now, right? 
you're not even going to give him a chance to prove that he is the guy who deserves a big contract. You're going to spread out his playtime, and when he's a free agent, he's going to get a mediocre deal like Kenyon Drake just got. It's frustrating because I feel like he could be a, a running back one, a top 12 running back every year in fantasy if they allowed him. He was a great pass catching back. They haven't utilized him in that way as much as they should have. I, I get frustrated all the time talking about Josh Jacobs. And because I do, we should probably move on. <laughs> um, all right. My first stock faller because of free agency is the entire Steelers receiving core. Juju Smith is the main reason why he returned on a one-year deal mm. worth $8 million. This just sucks. It does. It, it honestly just sucks. Do you think that the wide receiver market played a big part in Juju returning? Like, he could have he said, oh, I really want to return. Oh, guys, the narrative, narrative is I'm loyal, right? I'm back because I'm loyal. The dude got $8 million. Surely there wasn't a massive market out there for a guy like Juju. Maybe not the market we thought there would be, right? right. I would have never guessed he would have <laughs> gone a, gotten a one-year deal. Same. I, I wouldn't have guessed it as well. And, and I, I'm right there with you of... One, it's dumb that he signed a one-year deal. Two, it does hurt everyone on this team. It, yeah, I've, I've, I think it's hard. I really wish he went somewhere else so we can know how he would pan who out. Who he really is as a receiver, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I get it. This sucks. This just sucks. It sucks. I'm sorry, but this sucks. Um, and the reason why it sucks so much is because we were really excited about Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool's upside this year. For me, I actually saw Deontay Johnson, the way they were feeding him, and he's, he's very talented. I think the dropped catches was a, a very big mental part of his game that he's trying to work through. But I love, love, loved Deontay Johnson's outlook for 2021 until this move happened. Right. Me too. To me, he had Chris Godwin 2019, Calvin Ridley 2020 breakout written all over him. No one was getting more targets than Deontay Johnson for like a three-game stre- three game stretch uh, ha- over halfway into the season. He was getting crazy amounts of targets. Yeah. I feel the same about Chase Claypool. I feel like he had amazing upside. Eric Ebron was a really fun sleeper to think about. And now I feel like it's just another Russian roulette situation. It Who's is. it going to be this week? Right, who's going to be the guy to get twenty to twenty-five points, and then who's going to be the one on the outside with under ten points? Mm. It it is so frustrating for fantasy, Badaki. It, it's definitely frustrating for fantasy, and and you know if I think one thing I want to say is that even with Juju here, still on this team, I think I'm still taking Deontay Johnson for the long haul in Dynasty. I don't think Juju right. is going to pan out in this the year. Unless he has an amazing season. He has to have an amazing season for him to stay here and get re-signed again, in my personal opinion. So I guess if there was one thing I want somebody to somebody to take away from this you is know, that maybe you can take Deontay in the really late rounds, depending on how far he for falls Dynasty. for the future in yeah. Dynasty. That makes sense. I'll quickly say on the contract situation for Juju Smith-Schuster. 
it's pretty obvious that other than Nelson Aguilar, for whatever weird reason, the market's not good for receivers this year, right? Mm -hmm. Other than like your elites, like Kenny Galladay got, got big money. But the market wasn't crazy for receivers is, is what this tells me. And I think he's taking a one-year deal to bet on himself and hoping that the market in 2022 is higher so he can get a long-term deal somewhere else. Um, last question. In Dynasty, are you taking Chase Claypool over Deontay Johnson? Oh, right. In general, I did, like in, I in I a did Dynasty say Deontay startup? Johnson in, in Dynasty, did I? I would, okay, so let, let, yeah. let, me, let me rephrase that then. I would take okay. Clay Claypool over Deontay Johnson in Dynasty, and I will be taking Deontay Johnson over Claypool in redrafts. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually makes perfect sense. It's beautiful, and I love that you said that. Well done. Um, <laughs> we're on the same page. Um, yeah, who's your pick? Yeah, this one hurts. I think it hurts everyone. Mm. It hurts the, the fantasy community. It, it hurt the fantasy Twitter community. It hurt a lot of people that we know personally. And his name is Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Mm. Jonathan Taylor has dropped. How much? I, how much has he dropped? I can't give you an, a, a definite answer, a definite number of how, how much he has dropped. All I can tell you is that Marlon Mack is back on this team and has re-signed with the Indianapolis Colts. And is going to be taking touches away from Jonathan Taylor. Okay. That's all I yeah. can tell you. Another thing I can tell you is that... We don't know the volume of touches, but yeah. Exactly. Another thing that I would I want to mention is that Marlon Mack had a decent season in 2019 before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay? He, he showed glimpses to the Colts organization that he could be somebody that they can utilize on this team. That he can be somebody that can push him to the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, it's not him alone, but he was a big piece. And I think they still believe that Marlon Mack is, could be that guy. He's still young. He's 24, 25 years old, which maybe is a little bit yeah. older for if you're in Dynasty. For running but back. for redrafts, I think this could be something great. This could be a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb thing going on. And mm, who knows? I'm sure. I feel like that's too. Maybe it's, maybe it's too. He's up not going to play that role. Yeah, maybe it's too. Like maybe that that that's may, that could be the ceiling. Too ambitious. <laughs> okay, right ceiling. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So, look, I think we all need to remember that, like Zach said, it's still in question how much volume Marlon Mack is going to get and how and what's going to happen in that offense. The only way that we would understand and know more is once we get into the season in OTAs, when we hear the reports, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the number one starter. And, and once you hear that, JT is right back up. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I, I don't think, and just quickly, I don't think that there's any question that Taylor will be the number one here. But it doesn't necessarily give you a bunch of confidence that they re-signed Marlon back. Mm -hmm. That's the issue, mm -hmm. right? Because if they were ready to give Marlon or Jonathan Taylor the complete starting role without, you know, anyone kind of taking touches, keep in mind, Naeem Hines is still on this team. He's still going to be a third down back, play that kind of role in this offense. So while we aren't trying to overreact, we also want to make sure that people know there's a reason they re-signed them. And mm -hmm. that should 
not completely put you off of Jonathan Taylor because I think he's going to have a great year, but it should worry you about what his complete upside is. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. And the only thing I can say to finish it off is just be wary. Be cautious of what's going to happen going into this season. We still do believe he's going to be number one, but anything can happen. Anything can change once we get reports. Anything can happen. You know, it's it's kind of like the Aaron Jones, the Aaron Jones Jamal Williams going into last year, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, is 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 are they going to re-sign Aaron Jones to a long-term deal? Well, who knows? And yeah, there's always those running back battles and frustrations, a la Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams with Aaron Jones last year. That brings me to my second. Faller. All right. It hurts. It's another one that hurts. Mm -hmm. Another second year running back that's primed for a breakout. DeAndre Swift, his stock has fallen slightly due to the free agency moves the Lions have made. Jamal Williams, a.k.a. the arch nemesis of touches to your RB1, has officially arrived in Detroit. And I guarantee you, there's a reason they brought him in on a two-year deal. It wasn't a one-year deal. It's a two-year deal. They have a plan in place for Jamal Williams. Yeah. He will serve as their third down back, which means DeAndre Swift will not be a three down back. He will not get all the touches like we hoped he could, like we believe he can. But for whatever reason, I mean... Other than Barry Sanders, have we ever seen the Lions really treat a running back the right way? Not not really. No. We've never really seen them properly develop running backs. And unfortunately, in my opinion, this will take away some upside from DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams, the same guy who, if you were an Aaron Jones owner last year, you were frustrated every single game yeah. seeing Jamal Williams on the goal line, seeing Jamal Williams in every other drive it felt like. Jamal Williams is going to take away touches from DeAndre Swift. This does hurt Swift's value. You cannot draft DeAndre Swift in the first round in a redraft anymore. I don't think you can, personally. Where? I think it's too high now. Um, I see him more as a second, third round pick. Because you, I, I just don't think there's a scenario where you sign a guy like Jamal Williams and you don't utilize him. Right? Yeah, you're right. Jamal Williams is, is a good back, in my opinion. And I think that it, he is going to hurt Swifty tremendously. He's not old either. Yeah, he's going to hurt Swiftly, in, in my personal opinion, tremendously. How does that look like? It's it, We still don't know. But you're right. Two-year deal, they're going to use him. Yeah. It, it, it's, Agreed. it's interesting to see what's going to happen in next year. Swift, Swift right now is... Where's, what's his ADP? He's pretty high in, in most drafts that we've seen. He's normally the 11th running back off the board, which is probably in the second round. Uh, some people taking him as high as like 1.10, the 10th pick overall. Yeah, makes sense. I've seen him go as high as the 7th pick overall. So that needs to change. That needs to, to now drop. Let me ask right? you this then. Swift or Josh Jacobs? I knew you were going to ask that, and it's 100% Swift. 100% Swift. Because even though their offenses will be similar in fantasy value, 
That's a little bit disrespectful to Derek Carr. The Raiders are a better offense in fantasy value. But I just see Swift as a more important piece to the Lions offense and their success than I see Josh Jacobs because of the addition of Kenyon Drake. Right. If the Lions are to be successful, it's because Swift was successful. I don't think the Raiders need Josh Jacobs to be this crazy productive guy because they brought in Drake. So that's how I see it. I hear you. My final and last foiler, and I'm sad to say this, but it's Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say specifically the Saints, but if I had to choose one person and give you one person, is Michael Thomas, okay? Okay. And the reason being is because Drew Brees retired. Really, I, you I'm, hate Jameis Winston. You have always hated him. You've always hated Jameis well, Winston. Listen, no, I haven't always. I lived in Tampa when Jameis was, Jameis was drafted. Shout out to Jameis. I was there. Okay. I saw the billboards okay. up in Tampa. Martin Luther King and all these boulevards. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in Tampa. I was okay. there, you know? The Florida boy mm-hmm. still is playing in Florida. I was a fan. Okay? Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas doesn't have Drew Brees anymore. That's one big hit. Huge. Massive. Mm-hmm. Okay? Number one. Number two. Who's going to be the quarterback? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill? We all, for fantasy yep. relevant reasons, would love Jameis Winston, we believe he's a better fantasy value quarterback for this team moving forward. Doesn't mean he is this this franchise quarterback for this team, but for fantasy relevant wise, because we know what he has done, we like this. Doesn't mean that I like it. I don't like Jameis Winston being the quarterback for Michael Thomas or any other receivers that are there because I don't believe Jameis Winston is going to make Michael Thomas fantasy relevant and look ooh, okay. let me rephrase that. that that's a bit harsh not that he won't be fantasy relevant i don't think michael thomas is going to be at the level he was with drew Brees. right expectations have to lower exactly so michael thomas was going in in the first round obviously not last year because we were all iffy about his injuries but throughout his whole career i'm pretty sure and i don't know if zach can tell you if this is true or not but I would like to say Michael Thomas probably for the majority of his career in fantasy was going first. In in, in the first round. First to second round. The last couple of years for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see that happening. I'm not i I'm not excited to take Michael Thomas in the second, the first or second round. I'm seeing him becoming mm-hmm. a third round pick wide receiver purely because of, of the quarterback perspective. And like I said, I, I know James. I know a lot of people like James Winston. They like him for fantasy reasons, but I think it's going to be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick thing where yeah. we like him. He's going to throw the ball, and then there's going to be days where he's going to be great. There's going to be days where he's going to be terrible, and yeah, it's just going to bring a lot of inconsistencies. And for fantasy, we hate inconsistencies. Okay, definitely, especially for a star receiver like Michael Thomas that we all know and love to be the slant king. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't I see I, it happening. It's hard it's hard to for me to I say feel, that. But I don't know. I don't like it. I feel like you have to now again have the conversation with yourself. Where can I guarantee proper value? 
and you don't draft them until you have that you have that draft position where you're like this is proper value once you have that don't draft them any higher maybe it's in the fifth round maybe it's the sixth round as late as that and you're like i'm not going to take him unless he's available here stick to your guns with that kind of pick in drafts this year all right the last faller due to free agency is the houston backfield specifically okay let's quickly recap uh you know what? why don't we say the entire houston offense okay no surprise right let's quickly recap the last two off seasons okay. for this houston texans team in 2019 they were up big against the kansas city chiefs in the playoffs divisional round and then after halftime everything just went to shit and patrick mahomes did patrick mahomes things they went on to win the super bowl so the Bill O'Brien and all of his brilliance just, just kind of said, hey, how do we make this team better? Right. Let's trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and some mediocre picks. Makes sense. Perfect. Well done. They lost D-Hop. They lost some other key pieces going into 2020. The team was awful. They fired Bill O'Brien as they should have. Then your star, your star quarterback in Deshaun Watson wants to be involved in who the next GM and head coach is. Okay. He wants to be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. And you decide, nah, we're good. We'll kind of figure it out on our own. Now he's pissed, as he should be. He no longer wants to be on your organization. Oh, by the way, you would have had the number three overall pick in this year's draft, but you traded that away to the Miami Dolphins. This whole team is an absolute avoid for me going into 2021. Deshaun Watson is not going to play another snap for the Houston Texans. It's going to probably be Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks leading this quarterback wide receiver duo here and then in the backfield you just have this complete mess of mediocrity right <laughs> you have mark ingram who should have stopped playing last year sorry that was rude you have david johnson who was washed up a while ago and now you have philip Lindsay, who's an okay back but no none of them are the guy right right this entire offense is a complete avoid for me going into 2021 but i specifically want to highlight this running back group there will be people who will say, Philip Lindsay, there is mu- there's a lot of value there, guys. You can get value in David Johnson and Philip Lindsay late. Don't risk it. It's not worth it. I would much rather draft a young rookie running back who doesn't have a promised role yet than one of these guys in this Houston Texans offense. The offense isn't going to be good, guys. They're not going to be good. Right. Deshaun Watson's not going to play for them again. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller is gone. And overall, I just want to hopefully, if I do anything for you this offseason, please, please avoid the Houston Texans, any Houston Texans player. Please avoid them at all costs. I completely agree. Too harsh? It's not harsh at all. I'm right there with you. Uh, I don't see this happening at all. When I say this happening, I don't see anyone being fantasy relevant at all on this team. And if you were, if you're JJ Watt, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, if you are anyone that has been traded or left the team, kudos to you. You got out when, when you, when you got out DeAndre, that was a blessing in the skies for DeAndre Hopkins to get traded. Think about it. Yeah, no, definitely. It was great for him, (laughs) but it was obviously the beginning of the end. You know, what sucks As a Houston Texans fan, you can't trade yourself to another team, right? Because that's called bandwagon. Mm -hmm. So you just have to ride this out, and it's painful. It's painful. 
as a Washington fan, I understand. It's been a lot of painful years. Hang in there, Texans fans. Hopefully, the new organization, new leadership is going to figure it yep. out. But those are our risers and fallers due to free agency moves. I hope this was helpful. I feel like it was. I would love for it to have been. Badaki, anything you want to say to close the show off today? As always, patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Check it out. Patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Best way to come and support the show if you like what we're doing on podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Discord, Facebook. We have all of it there. Check it out. We're going to be gearing up to launch year two. We're excited. We're going to be doing, we're going to be releasing our rankings on our Patreons during the draft or close to the draft so you guys can get prepared for the next upcoming season. So let's let's gear up. Be excited. We can tell you all these yep. guys that we talked about today where they fall in our rankings. Come through, check it out. Yeah. We're excited. Huge love. Absolutely. Huge love. Thanks everybody for considering that. And uh one last link that you need is solo.to slash fantasyland football. That will take you to everything that we do as Fantasyland Football, our Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. So you can subscribe, TikTok. You can listen to the podcast through that link. You can find different ways, uh, everything you need in that one link. But thanks so much for listening, guys. We will see you on the next show. See you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.